Recently, I was looking at an internet news listing offered by CNN. They state the headlines, and if you want to know more about the story, you can tap on it, and it will give you more details. And I often look at the headlines, and I was thinking about this. One of the headlines had been that this winter in the United States, heating oil was going to increase by, I think it said 180%. And I thought of what a God that is and how most people look at it and get frightened. And we can look at it and get frightened, even when we belong to God. And even knowing as much as we know about God supplying our need and have seen the fruits of God supplying our needs. Like the children of Israel who saw the wonders of God that he performed for them in Egypt to free them from the Egyptians. Even when they, though they saw that, when they went out into the wilderness, they had trouble trusting in God. Even with all they had seen, Recently, I was looking at a list of things that God has told me to do in my life. One was going on radio in 1980. One was uh, starting a blog. He gave me a dream to show me to start a blog. At the end of March, it was around March 28, 2012, he showed me to write books and publish on Amazon, and that was around 2015. And then 2020, in February, I was shown to start the podcast. And we've done all of those things and continue to do the blogs, books, and podcast. And I looked at that list and I thought, well, what did I do between the time I went off radio in 1984 and the time that I heard to start the blog in the year 2012. I believe that's about 28 years. What did I do in those 28 years? And I sat and thought about it. Well, I know I wrote every month. I wrote things to the radio audience that remained with me on, a, on my mailing list, and I mailed it by U.S. mail because that's all we had in those years between 1984 and the late 1990s. But what did I do during that 28 years between the end of radio and the blog? And I was reminded of one thing that I did during those 28 years. I built physical houses. (laughs) First, I started out with two apartment buildings in Clovis, New Mexico. And we lived in those buildings for five years. I bought a lot on the golf course in Clovis. No mortgages, totally paying cash for everything. I bought a lot on the golf course in Clovis, New Mexico, and I believe it was $13,780 for a lot on the golf course. (laughs) And then there was money available, and I saw a way to build a house on that lot 
on the golf course. So I built that house. We lived in it for the next 10 years, and my mother died, and I moved then to Lubbock, Texas. God had given me a dream where I was building a new house. Even before my mother died, God gave me a dream I was building a new house. After my mother died and I decided to move from Clovis, New Mexico to Lubbock, Texas, I went over to Lubbock to meet with a contractor and I also went over to meet with a realtor. I looked at real estate, but I kept thinking about that dream where I was building a new house. I met with the contractor that afternoon for the first time I met him. And he took me to show me one of his houses, and I said, the only thing that could keep me from building a house with you would be if I couldn't afford it, because I will be paying cash for this. It worked out that I did build a house with this contractor. I lived there till I moved to Colorado in February 24th, the year 2019. So during the years between radio and the assignment to do the blog, which was 2012, 28 years, without even knowing it, the assignment God gave me in those 28 years was to build these houses. With each construction, the property sold the money was available. I paid cash. There was no mortgage. I moved from one place to the other. By the time it all ended in Lubbock, Texas, my time in Lubbock, Texas, 2019, we had a total of five people giving money to this ministry. At one time, we had literally thousands of people giving money to the ministry. Through the years, many of them became angry with me and left. Some of them became old and died, and others just drifted away, and we ended up with a total of five people in our church group. I was not out there trying to get people to, so to speak, join us in any way or give money to us. I saw them die one by one through a period of 10 years. I knew the money was less and less and less. I knew the offerings diminished from thousands of dollars a month to three, four, five thousand a month. I knew the change was enormous, but it didn't matter. And when I left Lubbock, put the house up for sale, I had no income except my Social Security check of $800 a month. But I was moving into the home of one of our church members, Pam Paget, and her house is paid for. I insisted on paying her $500 a month to help with expenses. And then I told her I was going to pay more than that, as we had more. And got up to 700 and finally I raised it to 800 but in the meantime the house in Texas sold and that was a huge boost financially 
I think it sold for $307,000. I paid gratuities to various people. I reimbursed myself for the money that I had loaned to the ministry to construct the house in Texas. But even doing that, I could see God's provision. It was all provided by God, not by man. And for 28 years, I built houses in two states, three sets of houses in two states. Four, really, because the apartments were two. Two apartments, one house, and one house in Lubbock. So really, four houses. With each of those houses, the money was saved, the money was put aside in the construction project. And when the last house that I built sold, what was that? That was the operating expense for the future. If I need more money for future, God will provide it. But the point is, the money is not my God. That's not what I'm following after. Not at all. A man came to our house in Colorado to do a little minor job of moving a uh, modem from downstairs to upstairs. And Scott has worked for Pam for years, and he's uh, worked for her since I've been living here. So I know Scott from the past, and he talks freely to us. And he came in, and I asked him about his football team, which happens to be Green Bay, though he lives in Colorado. And I, we chatted about this secular stuff. And then in a minute, he began talking about gambling. And he was just sparked and lit up. And I've seen it. I've seen this thing on television of the big push on gambling and the big lure on gambling. And he said something to me about, oh, well, you might not be wanting to do that. And I said, no, I don't. I didn't say any more than that. But to you, I will say this. And I would have said it to him if I had felt I should. But to you, I say, gambling is not my God. I don't want my provision to come that way. I don't want to win the lottery. I'm not going to be buying tickets to the lottery. That's not my God. I want my provision to come through God. Many, many years ago, I read a scripture about Abraham. The king of Sodom came to Abraham, and he said to Abraham, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. Genesis 14:22 and Abraham said to the king of Sodom I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord the most high God the possessor of heaven and earth that I will not take from a thread even to a shoe latchet and that I will not take anything that is thine lest thou should say I have made Abram rich and when I read that the first time, I said to God, that's what I want. I don't want these humans to be my God. I want you to be my God. I want my provision to come from you. And I said it many times over the past 40 years. I want my provision to come from you. I was once offered by a law firm free 
legal service, which amounted to at least $10,000. And after they offered it to me, I said, I don't know. I'm going to have to get back with you on this. See, I didn't hear them say anything about God showing us to give this to you. I didn't hear those words. So I turned to God and said, what do you want me to do? And I was reminded of the scripture that I just read to you in Genesis 14. And I knew God was saying to me, turn down their free legal service. So I called him and I said, I'm not going to be able to accept this free legal service. I'm going to go to court without any human legal counsel. Because God had shown me Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you will prosper. A person had sued me. Well, if it can't prosper, why am I paying an attorney to represent me? I saw so much over that situation. And the decisions, I'm happy to say, were correct in the sense of I want my provision to be from God and not from man. One day at my house in Lubbock, I was just sitting there, and God began to talk to me. He said, if I need to do so, I can grow manna in your backyard. If we need to have manna in our yard, he can put it there. What is the 180% increase of heating oil if God's our God and we really believe that? And he created heaven and earth. What is that to God? As Scott continued to talk to us, he began talking about he no longer has direct TV. Now he has, he's done away with it. When he took it out, he said he only took it to get an NFL Sunday ticket. And I said, well, after I left Lubbock, we took out direct TV to get NFL Sunday ticket. And I didn't need NFL Sunday ticket in Lubbock, but I do here. But see, God provides it. It doesn't matter. God provides it. The thoughts will come. You can reduce the cost of your television service. But I can afford to pay for it. And Scott was telling about how much money he saved by changing from one provider to the other. He's a Green Bay fan, and he lives in Colorado. And in order to see it on television, he has to go to the bar, but he's found a bar that shows the Green Bay games on Sundays. So they go there and see it. We don't have to do that because we belong to God who provides for us exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think or even think. When I was in 2020 looking at my old car, 25-year-old car. It was sitting in the driveway, and I was thinking about getting new upholstery on the front seat because it was worn out. And as I considered that, I heard from God by the Holy Spirit these words, or you could just buy a new car. And I said, that's right. I could buy a new car. I'd never thought of doing that. The house in Texas had sold. I had the cash sitting in the bank. I could pay cash for the car with money left over. I could buy a new car. God gave me a dream that same night. 
And in the dream, I bought a new car. So the next morning after the dream, I said to Pam, here's what's happened. I've heard from the Holy Spirit. I told her what? I said, I had a dream last night that I bought a new car. I would like to go today and look at cars. And before the day was over, I had bought a car. Pam sold her old car. I ended up giving my old car away. And we had a brand new car. All authored by God. He did for us exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or thought. Just saying by the Spirit of God, what I could do if I wanted to. Or you could just buy a new car. And I hadn't even thought of that. And then that night having a dream confirming. See, that's the God we worship. So you look at CNN and the headline news or the local TV news, and all of a sudden there's a story and you're frightened. As long as you stay frightened, that is your God. But when you turn to God with that subject and you say, what about this? And he shows you something that's not your God any longer because God will work it out by giving you something to bring peace to you again. But as this man spoke to us, he talked about the money he'd saved by making changes, and he was very proud of that. You could see how proud he was of his wisdom. See, that's another thing the world takes great pride in is wisdom. Not wisdom from God, their own wisdom. What they have done, how they've gone to a sale and bought something and saved all this money. Have you ever heard anybody say, I paid full price for this item? I've never heard anybody say, say that. No, because that doesn't make them seem wise. But you seem so wise when you got it on sale at a certain price and you love to tell about it when you have been wise in your own eyes. This is another God of the world that some people who belong to God even fall into the trap of following. Our God created the heaven and earth. So you save $14 or $1,000 or $3,000. So what? Our God owns, possesses the heaven and the earth. <laughs> I mean, it's foolishness. But to the people who aren't born again, the things of God, they don't receive because Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, neither can he know them, because they are foolishness to him. To him it's wise to figure out how to have more money or to get more money. But if we want our provision to come from God, then our trust is in God. Now, we can fall into the traps that the television shows us, and we can fall into the traps that seem wise to the people of the world, but we recover. But you see, there's a vast difference between our God and the God of the world. And every time you see a story 
on your newscast. That's another God of the world being presented to you. And it either makes you fear or does something to you emotionally until you recover and reset yourself with the God who created the heaven and the earth. And these gods of the world are everywhere around us. They come in the form of human beings who come to our house to do some type of manual labor around the house. And when man speaks, we see the imagination of his heart is only evil continually, just like God said in Genesis 6. Those people who belong to God and follow him battle to keep him as their God and to reject these various gods of wisdom and intellect and human understanding and things that humans do. They're really their own God, but they don't realize it. You feel sorry for them, but you do rejoice that God chose you to be his children, just like he chose the children of Israel. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.